welcome to the Mixed Emotions Podcast. I am your host, Deshara Biggs, or D. Um, I have a special guest with me today. Um, and let me say this is my first episode. I'm super excited. Um, but before we get into the topic and everything, I want to introduce my guest. I like to call her my lifesaver. I'll let her, <laughs> I will let her tell y'all exactly who she is. Give her give y'all her bio and I will give y'all mine. I am a native of Norfolk, Virginia. Um, I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur, I am an HR professional. Um I'm a lot of things, but most importantly, I'm D. So, welcome to Mixed Emotions, and I will let my guest introduce herself. Thank you. Hey, everyone. My name is Dr. Tasha. I am the founder of Drive-By Therapy, and I absolutely think I have the best job in the world. Um, I am a new author um, for of a book that ain't the dishes. Um, you can go on my website to get that on drivebytherapy.org, but um, literally, I am the doctor of clinical psychology. And I do not waste your time or money, and I'm looking forward to this podcast today to get into, uh, what is it, the topic that we're talking about today? We're talking about 2020, but before we talk about 2020 and surviving debt and all that we went through in 2020, I think it's important to talk about the evolution of this podcast. Oh, we can do that. Um, And Dr. Tasha, you do get your money's worth with therapy. Um, Dr. Tasha has been my therapist for how long? Ooh. Five years. Yeah, five years. A long, long five years. So she understands the whole mixed emotion part. Um, cause but you have come a long way. A whole long way. Yes. A mighty long way. Mighty. Mighty. <laughs> no, like for real. Um, so this, I've, I've always said that I wanted to do it. Um, in 2019, I got super, super serious about it. And initially, I was going to name it bipolar because I was clinically diagnosed with bipolar depression when I was 16. And then I was like, no, I can't call it that. So one day, I was just sitting around and I'm like, you know what? My emotions all over the place. I got mixed emotions. And somebody that I was close with said, girl, you are one of the most rounded, well-rounded people you know. You could be spiritual, girl. You'll be speaking in tongues. And in the next minute, you'll be cussing me out. One minute you're happy, one minute you're sad. <laughs> so I said, I'm a name mixed emotions, right? Interesting that they called that well-rounded versus imbalanced. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll talk about No, that. it's well-rounded because I relate to all types of people. Like, I can relate to scammers, doctors, lawyers. Like, if you look at my group of friends, none of them make sense. You get what I'm saying? Like, I have a best friend who's a pastor, and I got another best friend who's a baby mama with a BBL. So, I mean, I'm just well-rounded. You get what I'm saying? So anyway, in 2019, um, I got serious about it. I had got all this promo done. Um, I just did everything in order to jump this off. I went, I booked the studio session, I recorded um, one episode, and I ended up getting a phone call that my grandma had passed away. And it really, really like rocked me. So I feel like this is work that God wants me to do. Because, give him a little background with you and grandma. Well, my grandma was like, that's my dog. Like, that's my dude. Like, my grandma was just, we were like freaking frat. That was my dude. That was my dog. And stepping out there to do the podcast, it was just life-changing for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I feel like this is what God wants me to do. I've always had a voice. People have always listened to what I said, like on social media and stuff like that. So, I when my, my grandma literally passed away, 
12 minutes after I wrapped up the first episode and I got a phone call to come to the hospital and that's when it was like, you know, she passed away. So it just took everything out of me because I'm like, look, if I wouldn't obey God, if I wouldn't have did this, the devil wouldn't have took my grandma. Like I was just trying to reason with what was going on at the time. That was October 12, 2019, and I have never got back into it. So that leads me back into our And topic. then life happened. And, yeah, <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, and then life happened for me in 2020, which, which is what brings me to this moment, this topic, just to talk about the evolution of 2020 and how I got here. Things I endured during 2020. You know, 2020 was crazy. Oh, 2020 was no joke. But a lot of people learned a lot about themselves in 2020. That's true. Their ups, their downs, like the things that actually they need to learn to finally resolve their childhood, possibly trauma or adulthood. Because some relationships that we're in as adults, we need to also get to some place of resolve as well. Yeah. 2020 brought that out because a lot of folks stayed in their heads while the time yeah. that that was spent at home, not being able to distract themselves with going to work or going to the club or going to the lounge like a lot of people genuinely I think have been doing some really good work if they use their time wisely yeah I can I can definitely see that and I spent a lot of time in my head the beginning of 2020 right where the whole corona thing first um started I really thanked God for the coronavirus did you? Yes. Why? Because I saw that as God slowing the world down so that I could catch up. 2019 was mm-hmm. like the hardest year. I was constantly going. Um, I was running three salons. I had my three salons open in two different states. Um, I was juggling managing my region at work. I just was so consumed in things, right? And I hadn't had time to... Things that you used to think were a priority. Yeah, things that I used to think was a priority that I never really had time to sit down, deal with myself, do the work in myself. So when COVID-19 came, I literally said, God, thank you for slowing the world down for me to catch up. Wow, that's that's huge. Yeah, so... So then you use your time wisely immediately or it took you a little while to finally catch up? Well, it it, it did a lot of things. I I, I did self-reflection. I started wilding out. I started doing a lot of things. Hey, slow down now. What's wilding out? Because the audience don't know who is exactly the... The, the, what's behind mixed emotions what's well, wilding out in 2020 I had a lot of bored sex I started having sex because I was bored and okay. I had never done that before I think being in the house really woke up the Jezebel in me Oh, yeah, as like, you're acknowledging that it was there already it, ha- it had to be because okay. you don't just wake up and want to do, do have sex because you're bored not usually. With people that you would have never did it with if you were thinking straight or had something to do. Oh, board you know, sex. That's, yeah. his own, that's a whole nother show. Yeah, it is. Board but sex. see, 2020 literally brought out the best and the worst in me. I would agree. It actually, not just you, and a lot of people, because a lot of people, addiction actually is the response to boredom. So addiction mm-hmm. to shopping, addiction to gambling, addiction to um, drugs, alcohol. Could you imagine like how many people actually would never have drank uh, two or three bottles, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, but they were home all day long, and so yeah. it ended up. It went from afternoon drinking to like breakfast drinking or the wake and bake world. You know, y'all are out there, and it wasn't like that because mm-hmm. you would go to work, have your routine, and then, but then the pandemic happened, and no one was checking for you. 
Yeah, and I remember us having a session one day, and it's like, Dr. Sasha, I think I've turned to an alcoholic. Like, I drank a whole bottle of Casamigos and a whole bottle of Tito's in two days. And so I get that because I started to drink a lot, too. Work was shut down. It won't mm-hmm. nothing going on. The government gave us all kind of stimulus money. And we was taking it and going to the liquor store and doing all types of things. So 2020 really, oh, wow. 2020 really woke up some things in me that I, that I never thought it would wake up. For example, some people in my family have a history of alcoholism. alcoholism. Mm. Um, you know, I never thought I would be an alcoholic or I would function as an alcoholic. But it was and like your default that you but, didn't even know. Yeah, because I always be like, oh, Lord, they get drunk like that in this family. You know, like stuff like that until it was 9 o'clock in the morning. I woke up bored and I started yes. getting drunk. And I'm like, holy shit. Morning drinking. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. So that was another thing 2020 did. It, 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 it exposed me to sexual abuse and um, alcoholic abuse. In the way of the, well, board sex, which I just love that you said it like that. Board sex and board drinking. Um, what would you say? I don't board getting drunk the, the whole time. I was having a ball. Oh, like you were having a good time yeah, with drinking. I have never lived my life in my 20s. So, like, what I did during 2020 was what people do at 21. I've never had a whole phase. I've never smoked weed. I've never drank alcohol until 2020. At 32 years old. Okay. Blame it on Rona. Rona did it. That's what we're doing. We're going to blame it on Rona? Absolutely. Okay. But then the, the beautiful thing is that you're not still there. How yeah. did we, how did, what was the moment where you realized it was so bad? Because that actually is the issue when it comes to addiction. You can kind of tell yourself and lie to yourself that, oh, it's only one more drink, right? Or it's only, um, well, this guy, I did like him for a little while um, before you actually was in his bed or a little horizontal or in his car or however Urban. you did it. Right. And so the idea was, what was the moment that you realized, like, this has gotten out of control? Every time I got up, I felt like it was out of control. Because oh. I literally would get convicted after the fact, like, girl, if you if you had something else to do, you would not been laying down with that nigga. And that's how I feel. Like, I done flew, got flewed out a couple of times. And oh, you, you got on a plane to get some? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. It felt good. And and let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. That board sex right there was the best sex I ever had in my life. We call it the board sex that you were so bored that you got on the plane, packed your bag, and then went to the hotel. Yeah. Now, it was the best time of your life because... I had never been exposed sexually that way. Okay, in terms of the adventure of... Yeah. It was like the shades of gray. That yeah. you brought into your life? Yeah. Now, was it because it was... um. I call it sneaky sex. Sometimes it, when it's heightened because you're not supposed to be doing it, not because of the the guilt of it, you're not supposed to be doing it, but it was it because did he have somebody else? You know how that actually Yeah, it, it probably was something I had no business doing. Oh, okay. But for me, I was thinking more so, look, the world about the end, we in the apocalypse, this pandemic oh. is going on, I might as well go out with a bang. Oh, you was I was going out with a bang. You was going to die? Just you killed yourself off? But listen, you just killed yourself. I have never pandemic. been in a global pandemic before. I never seen the world change like that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's so gonna be a wrap for all of us. I might as well turn up. But you know that really means that you really lived life by the time you were 32, maybe in the last five to ten years, where you actually felt like you missed out on something. I do. That's I that do. makes sense now. So if you really were going through, well, I'm about to die, and this was your response to that. 
And that shows how long you've been, how long have you been worried or thinking or concerned about all the things that you missed? I feel like I missed a lot. Forever, forever. Forever? And the reason I think, the reason I've always felt like that, just going back to, I was very sheltered by my grandma growing up. Mm. I was the kid that couldn't come off the porch. I was the kid my grandma didn't let me hang around or be with certain people. I was the kid my grandma didn't even let me go to certain family members' house because of certain things that they was doing. I missed out. My ch- people look at me and say, you were spoiled. Your grandma spoiled you. You was privileged. Okay. But I missed out on all of that. I never was a child who was able to wild out. When I was a teenager, I was bad, you know, fighting and stuff like that. But when I got older, in my 20s, you know, I got married young. And everything that my grandma taught oh, me is that what I... Yeah, that marriage. slowed me down because it's like I dedicated my life to a man and some kids. And then here it is, 2020. My son, 12, he about to be grown. I'm not married no more. My, I ain't got my grandma to say, do you need that? You know what I'm saying? So he Oh, that's is. interesting. So even the, uh, the like, almost like the, the vocal conviction was always grandma. And then when she passed, that's deep. Yeah, so I didn't, I, I didn't have any, any, any voice or reason to really govern me in order to act right. Because okay. if I'm being honest, all my life I've had people make excuses for me just because my daddy was dead and my mama was doing whatever she was doing. My grandma always made excuses for me. So 2020 just really opened up the door for me to just do whatever. Hey, I'm going to just be out there. And that's what I did. So in a weird way, is there a part of you that thinks you needed to experience Yeah, this? absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you. Because? Because taught you. if I wouldn't have done all of that, we wouldn't be right here in this moment right now. Because you got off track. But it really was, this was literally to get you back on track. Yeah, so do you remember our last session of 2020 in December. So you know how my 2020 yeah, was yeah. filled with grief, you know, death, like Lost. everything. Lost. Yeah, like I went through, yeah, I went through all of that. So I literally was sitting in my bed one day and I experienced like an awakening. Like I heard God loud and clear. Like I felt my grace and God running out. Like Ooh. I felt my help diminishing. And I had an awakening. I had a one-on-one with God. And God was just like, daughter, I need you to get back to my business. Get back to what I called you to do. Like, live your life holy. Live your life right. And I remember telling you that. I said, Dr. Sasha, I got to stop like right now. God is calling me to stop right now. It's not, I can't get one more piece of dick. Or not, I can have wine, but not liquor. Or it it wasn't a thing where I could even play with what God told me to do. And it's so crazy because... I, I, you know, I started work, writing the book. I started writing the book, and God was like, your book, your voice. God had just kept giving and me And it was spilling out of you. Like, yeah. I remember when you said it's just hours and hours. Yeah, and it just started spilling out. And was so strategic about being in alignment with God and hearing God's voice, he sends people, um, the expected and the unexpected to help birth what he has given you to birth. That's true. So when I met with you December 21st, I really was, I really had accepted what God called me to do. Start the podcast, use your voice, don't worry about the money or don't worry about you anything. Did. You even called December the, your new year. You yeah. didn't even wait for yeah. January. And my new year was literally December of 2020 where I couldn't wait to January 1st to do the whole new year, new me thing. I had to make a lifestyle change mm-hmm. that day. That day. That was like my rebirth. So 
I was like, you know what, I'm going to stick to the podcast. And what was so strategic about it is um, Mr. Stone Visuals, he, he's the one who's doing all of this. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you, Stone. Um, and assistant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when he posted it, we are actually family members. And I, I had literally been keeping myself up at night, wrestling with starting a podcast and doing what God called me to do. It was like 3.45 in the morning. And he posted that he was about to start doing this whole podcast, mm. set up, filming podcasts and stuff. And I was like, okay, God, I heard you loud and clear. Like, he's everything that needed to it. line up for this moment had lined up for right. me. So that's it's how like confirmation for both of you. That's the coolest thing when you have a team of people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Confirmation of you getting it ready. And he was already in the kind of the background yeah. getting ready. Now, what's interesting, I mean, no, we got these shirts on. But, uh, shout out to Diamond Girls T. Diamond Girl Tees. You just don't pull yeah, 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 it because, <laughs> because it's a big deal. Like I have a shirt on that says self love, yeah, which you learned. I learned that in twenty twenty. Yeah, and then and then I have a shirt that says redeemed and also made by Diamond Girl Tees. I have a shirt that said redeemed and that is literally the story of my life. Mm. That is literally the 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 finale of my twenty twenty. That although I have made choices. Although I have done things that are shameful, not only to myself, but to God, um, he does still have redeeming power. So that is what my shirt means. I love how you said earlier about, um, it's so good that you have a team of folks that I think that's a big deal. We all need to like almost selective, select our village very strategically, um, because they can actually hold us up. That's one thing I can say about you over the years of knowing you. You do really well with accountability. Yeah, yeah. You do really well with accountability. You actually respond well to it. Like, you like, yep, yep, that's true. You don't really run from the truth within yourself um, or what you've been taught. Like you said, Grandma taught you. Um, but there was something that you said earlier about taking God's grace for granted. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, people. Like, you knew it was about to run up, yeah. ran, run out. Yeah. That's deep. Just for anybody that's listening, you want to really ask yourself, like, how much more time do I have left? Not in terms of death. But to yeah. get it right, to turn it around, like I just wanted to say that that was really good that yeah, you responded in the right way. Absolutely, and I think that's what people get God twisted at. They think that His grace, His grace and mercy can endure forever, but it doesn't. Like His grace, but His time is His time. Is yeah, so we His don't time, know. Is, and, and it's and it's not like ours. I just knew that I was in a door that season, and the time to shrink myself so He could increase. What it was, it was that time for me. It was I time. can't tell nobody when when it's time really, for them to do what God called them to do. But we all hear God, we all hear Him, and it'd be like, okay, son, it's time. Okay, daughter, it's time. And it, this is just that time for me. Mm. I'm in that right now time. I and like I remember that. going all throughout 2020 telling you, Dr. Tasha, I got to go from one session a month to two. Like, I, I yeah, need to increase. Was yeah, that when was there was crisis, I, I needed to increase. Like, I needed to be whole for this moment. Because at the beginning of 2020, in the middle of 2020, I was extremely broken. And I needed to be whole for this moment. So, I know that was probably the same for you. Like, you're, you're, you probably got more booked in 2020 because people were getting divorced and all kinds of Oh, stuff. my gosh. I can't even tell you. I mean, like, couples literally would call. One day was a Monday, and, like, three couples called mm-hmm. and said that the D word came up, which is divorce, mm-hmm. and that they had never realized how they didn't really get along ever in the house that long. They got along when you go to work and come home by, like, 8, eight 7, 8 p.m., and you get along for about three, four hours with the kids. Mm-hmm. But not an all-day process. A lot of even... um. George Floyd was like a 
symbolism to a lot of black males to actually like say out loud, I am scared to die. So to have to fear your own mortality, that call even happened. So I was part of all the black brothers that called that wanted to finally talk about how this brought up either their own fear of death or like their unresolved like grief that who talks about death in our families? Yeah. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Just uh, they die on um, Thursday. We have the funeral maybe the week later on a Saturday, and then we back to work on that Monday. Like, what? What? Who's yeah. talking about what? No one's talking about grief. No one's talking about abortions. No one's talking about miscarriage. Like, I even love talking to men about how did you feel when you lost your child? Like, a lot of a lot of people don't talk to the man. Yeah. That's his own thing. And the idea of, I love how you talked about when your grandma died, which was like, mom, right? The idea was, wow, everything shifted. And it's not always good. Yeah, that's the that's the worst thing about grief is that it like shows it's like the ugly head of the things that maybe grandma made look good. Yeah, because yeah. now it's it's not it's it's kind of ugly. Now we got to deal with family that didn't really function well, but when grandma was around, somehow it did. Grandma's not here now. We got to really deal with the fact that there's aunties and uncles and siblings and nieces and nephews and money. Don't even you already know how? Oh, they got the food about that. What money. that money comes out? It's just. <laughs> Not there yet. Everybody's not in that place. But I'm there. You're there. But 
the average person is not in that place where they're even thinking about bearing fruit. But they are depressed, lonely, and unfulfilled. So we can we can either we gonna call it what it is and figure out how do we get out of that. So I agree that getting I guess whatever it is like going the easy way out. However, just know it's not feeding where you're going. That's all I'm saying. And Look, you know, if they run it bad, if they run it bad, I'm gonna spend the block next time and get it because I'm telling okay, you. I'm not even going. We're not even going to respond to that because that's what I'm talking about. No, that's that's not even you. That's your old you. You see how it it revs back up. Yo, old you. How many years it's been since you've been that way? About four. See what I mean? But you still want to joke. And it ain't funny. It I'm almost about to cuss. It ain't It ain't funny. That ain't funny. You can cuss up here. I'm just letting you know that really ain't part of my brand too much. You can say a few four-letter words. But it's not that funny when you when you bring up the old self and you laugh. Like, it's something that we cannot, I guess, entertain. That's what I'm not going to do. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for real. But like I said. But it comes back in your head because it was just. Yeah, because look, I accessible. watched so many people bat Maseratis last year and I was still at work. I did see a lot of Maseratis. I guess I never realized that. And I watched so many people bat all this stuff and here I am punching the clock to live like this. Oh, that's when I true. know what time it was from my past, like you said, but I've been delivered from those things. And that ties huh. into my awakening for 2020 is that certain things that I used to do, I frown upon now. When I experienced my awakening, God literally told me don't associate with people who do certain things. Don't follow certain Instagram pages. Don't connect with people who are still into that because that's what he's calling me from. And I feel like this it's going to produce the same things that that did, but this time it's going to last. Because only what you do for God will last. Anything I did, it ain't had no business doing. Your I had it all, but I, ain't, sure. I, ain't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't have it. I can't show you nothing from that. So that's what 2020 did for me. 2020, 2020 started. I'm so excited. I was crazy, but it ended in a phenomenal way for me. You really surrendered everything. Everything. You really did. And I, everything. Wow, but it's worth it. That's what I'm hearing right now. Is that even it ain't even all happened yet? Yeah, you, it feels good to be obedient. It feels good. It feels damn good to be obedient. Yeah, it feels damn good to be obedient. I have lacked nothing. So I guess I don't know if it's gonna be with the next show or or how you would like this to roll. But the question is now, what are you gonna do to replace, you know, the activities that you used to do this time last year, right? And to now get it right. Because even that boredom can still wrap back up. And so what are you doing differently now? Yeah, I'm doing this. This is fulfilling. I know that I got to look forward to next week. I'm going to film another episode. Or next week, I got to finish the chapters of my book. And when the book is finished, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to those things. I have a kid who um, is extremely radical. Just going back to the whole George Floyd situation and all that went on in 2020. Yep. You know, my son had went viral a couple of times. Um, just being able to cultivate his gifts, um, to see that he was extremely passionate about mm-hmm. what was going on in the world, um, that woke me up a lot too. I've always been a supportive mom. Whenever my son said he wanted to do something, I allowed him to do it, and I supported him in doing you that. You are a very supportive. Um, mom. but him just that. doing that for me, it, it woke me up, and it was around September, I think. They did like a big rally in Atlanta. Uh, when the Breonna Taylor conviction happened and my son is a part of a local organization and he wanted to go protesting. And I'ma be honest, I told my son, I ain't that ain't my I don't I'm not into it like you. I'm not going. I told my son that. And he was disappointed. He was like, Well I'ma just take a Uber. So I said, I'm gonna go down there with you for a little while. 
and I went down there with him for a little while to the protest and just to see him in his element. Like, mm-hmm. I, I watched him play basketball. He was good at it, but he wasn't passionate about it. Um, and then, you know, for the past two years, he's been number one in elementary debate for um, Emory University's Urban Debate League. My son has been number one for two years. But I was able to see... Jador. Uh, yeah, I was able to see in 2020, Jador step outside of debate and do it in the community, right? And that made... Without that, fear. Without fear. And, and that's what I'm getting to because... When we were out there, I'm like, Jadoy, my feet hurt. I don't care nothing. I don't. This is not my thing. I'm not passionate about this. I'm passionate about women, women, childhood trauma stuff like that. I'm not passionate about this. And he was like, You know what, mother? You're not, but I am. I will catch a ride home. And I was like, Bro, they throwing tear gas at this point now. He was like, I'ma die about it. I'ma die about it. See you later. And I was like, oh. So one of the guys said, You know, I'll bring them home. I say, all right, son, I love you. I'm out. <laughs> you yeah, know, no, you weren't taking that yeah. mic away from Jadora at that no, point. Yeah, cause, and that was the video that went viral of him arguing back and forth with the cop, and the black cop literally started to cry because Jadora really did something to me, but 2020 made me realize that I have to get my shit together in order to effectively, uh, effectively parent a child like that. I can't mm. be a slack-ass person and parent a child who is that great, who has so much in him. So 2020 has also made me a better parent. Ooh-wee. That's crazy. Yay! It's happening. Yeah. It's like totally happening. Yeah. Um, Wow, so what's next? What's the next episode? Let me know. I don't know. This this conversation was so good that I want to keep it rolling for all the things I... Yeah. 2020... Um, but I had a real pressing issue in 2020. I don't know what the next episode is going to sound like or whatever. But I'm excited to keep this going. I thank you so much, Dr. Tasha, oh, no for problem. being a part yeah. of my inaugural episode. Oh, inaugural. She's yes. so fancy. Yes, fancy. Because yes. I told you five years ago that this was going to be a thing. You did. You did. And you said we're not doing therapy live. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that. But, and we're here. And But we're here. We're here. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Mm. Hug you. Kiss you, but okay. Okay, Rhonda. We still ain't six feet apart. It's all right. It's okay. I'm proud of you. Keep it up. I'm proud of you. The village is proud of you. And I, I can imagine God is smiling down on your, your obedience. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that. Yeah. I'm going to take that. Yeah. You can receive it. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. All right. All right, y'all. I'm going to see y'all next week on next episode. Oh, yes. It has been great.